Well, that's the show for EA Play Live. Back to us all here. Uh, so, yeah, we just watched that. And, uh, guys, Caleb, did they exceed your expectations? He's, he's muted. Oh, oh I will say that there was, they did, uh, that my prediction was wrong because there was one game that looked good. Uh, or that I was excited about. I shouldn't say look good. That's disparaging to the way the games look. They all they look great, but the one that I'm interested in. So, yeah. What was the point of this thing? <laughs> yeah, all of this could have been packaged in with Xbox or PlayStation events for sure. Yeah, but yeah. but with the, you know them doing their own thing, they're a bigger deal now. They didn't yeah. even have like a logo for Skate. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, it's cool they're doing it, but it's like. I'll, oh, here's a, like a tech render. Here's a guy skating for two seconds, or here's a logo, or you know anything, nothing. I'm I'm guessing that they randomly just signed off on it recently too. Like yeah, so it's gonna have, be like it's not even start developing. They must have said, you know what, green on it, sign the paper, so we can at least have one thing to sign off at the end of the show, saying one more game. It was probably as soon as the Tony Hawk remasters were announced, they were like, oh crap, we should probably do this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dean. Sorry, Josh. Go ahead. Let's I was just gonna say there was a couple of things in there, but Dean can go first. Yeah. Was yeah, it not, not, your expectations? We'll start with that. Uh what? no. <laughs> Mine or Josh's? No, no, your expectations for this. Yeah, no, no. I, I had you know, I, I said at the top of the show I wanted to be surprised. I guess I'm surprised that they, they didn't even show the stuff that we had expected to be there, even to say they were working on it. Mm-hmm. They really didn't show anything for next gen. They had a little montage that they're working on stuff for next gen but nothing we saw today was for for next gen uh they they almost started the show saying hey look we're gonna be doing a bunch of stuff with the switch and then none of the games they showed were on switch so i don't know it's just a little confusing it's like i don't know what the they said seven games that come in a switch recently i think they said 15 games coming to switch but then all all of the new updates that they were showing was like ps4 xbox one steam they said origin like once so yeah it's i don't know it, it, it seemed like sort of a highlight reel of what's ready to go and mm-hmm. nothing was too impressive but i i did enjoy like lost in random that that looks kind of cool and the new uh joseph ferris game uh it takes two it takes two yeah mm-hmm. those might be fun those yeah. like the ea originals is is kind of what i was focusing on but that, you made a great point there. Uh, one thing I did kind of notice, too, that they really didn't really mention too much about Next Gen, which I think they would jump more on the opportunity. Because, you know, Madden and FIFA are all going to be on Next Gen. I mean, I imagine Apex is going to be on there as well. Um, just because you want to get on that Next Gen hype. There's a lot of hype going around for both con- new consoles coming out now, too. Um, I was in... I know, like, I'm not going to buy Madden because that franchise has thoroughly disappointed me and I felt it's been a very lazy, lazy uh, franchise since they had no competition. And this is coming from someone from someone who actually enjoys playing sporting sporting games, but I won't buy Madden games until they prove me wrong, I guess. But I was surprisingly disappointed to not see actual gameplay for Madden uh, and FIFA. But uh, as someone who enjoys sports and football, I was disappointed or it seemed like it was re- unless that's what games are actually going to look like football games, which is incredibly <laughs> impressive. That I just will not believe it until I see it. It felt very much like a cutscene, and 
I imagine, I think they already kind of man- mentioned that if you purchase Madden prior to uh, whatever, to March, I think, of next year, uh, your Xbox One version will be automatically upgraded with their um, smart delivery. Smart delivery, yeah. So I kind of want to see what it looks like, and you had the opportunity to show it, unless Microsoft just purchased the rights for displaying what first gameplay for Madden will look like. That's a possibility, but I would have thought with their own show, they would have at least shown something with these next-gen sports, what they would look like. So, um. and, and that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, there was no, like, threshold of what, like, how much a game had to be complete to show it at this show. Like, they were saying things like Madden and FIFA and Skate, and they showed no gameplay. They didn't show anything. Mm-hmm. We know they're working on uh, Battlefront uh, 3. We know they're working on a new Battlefield, whether it's 6 or a remaster of, of 3. Like, we know we're, they're working on all these projects, a new Fallen Order. They could have at least shown a, a logo or, or something to say, hey, we're also working on these in addition to Madden and FIFA and Skate. So it's not like the baseline wasn't there. Like they, they, they announced games that there was there was no um you know tangible uh, visibility into. So I yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they were trying to do. And it kind of sucked. They showed the. They're like, here's Bioware, and then like, okay, <laughs> they're gonna be Mass Effect trilogy. Okay, this looks like Dragon Age. And then there was like, oh yeah, we can build stuff in a fantasy setting in Bioware. And then they just go to the next thing and don't say anything. And you're just like, okay. It makes me want imagine how disappointing this would have been if it was an E3 presentation, right? Like, because if they had, if they if they canceled E3, their you know E3 was canceled obviously, but like if they had been expecting to be at an E3, they would have been started development on, I'm guessing, presentations and videos and stuff long ago. So, like, they should still have those assets. They should still have those things that they were going to present. If this ultimately was going to be the thing that they presented, I mean, can you imagine how much of a disappointment that probably would have been? Um, It just, yeah, it, it didn't need to be here. I think I think it's probably because they're a publisher, not a not a console manufacturer, and they still think in terms of hype marketing and wowing people with trailers and things like that when more so than any other uh, series of E3-ish events, this has shown me that gameplay is just so incredibly important for me to even Mm -hmm. care anymore. Like, and if you don't show gameplay, what that tells me is that you're not proud of the gameplay. That you Mm -hmm. don't, or or the games aren't far enough along, and if they're not far enough along, I don't even want to know about it. Like, in the sort of internet culture, I hate that term, but I'll say it uh, in the sense of everything's moving at the speed of light, there's leaks all the time. We already know when there's a big game. So like we're coming to it expecting these things that are already there. Even if they haven't been officially announced, we expect they're there. So showing us a trailer isn't like, oh my God, it's coming. We, we already know it's coming. We wanna see something a little bit more. And I, I think again, it's probably because they're a publisher and not a not a console manufacturer that they don't see the the importance of showcasing what the systems can do because they don't need to sell the systems directly anyway. They don't need to sell the systems. Um, and so they probably just don't care as much about that, which just kind of sucks. So, I mean, I mean, the big selling point, it seemed like this show at least was uh, play across on any platform except for really Switch. Switch was the uh, Apex was the only one they're allowing to, but um, which is kind of surprising uh, knowing Nintendo's online uh, presence unless unless they're having like Microsoft help out with their online servers for for something like Apex, which is 
possible. Fortnite does it, and it's I think Fortnite bypasses Nintendo's online stuff. Like somehow they program it themselves and handle everything themselves. It's really weird. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, Fortnite has Switch capability, like online capabilities that works really well. My son plays it all the time on Switch. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're, they're 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 not trailblazing here though. I mean, yeah, crossplay is going to be the the standard. So to to be the biggest publisher in the world, you're going to have to hop on board with that. So it's great that they promoted it, but. They've been the most vocal so for so most vocal about it so far mm -hmm. from what we've seen here with yeah. the crossplay. Um, There's but, uh, at least uh, five different leaks had that said Mass Effect trilogy remaster. If they <laughs> just had like a logo saying this is coming eventually, then people would have been you know that's another like hype moment for a lot of people right there. I think that right. would also like help kind of repair some of the damage with Mass Effect Andromeda. I know some people like it. I personally don't, but I think there's kind of a stink to the Mass Effect franchise right now. And I think just a remaster of the original trilogy, which everyone seems to love, I think would would have gotten a lot more hype going for this show. Even, well, Dead Space, but they seem like they have no intentions of touching that right now. Uh, I know uh, Steven Eider, I believe, posted in here saying that they put the dead in Dead Space <laughs> in chat. But uh, it's it seems like it was a missed opportunity. And maybe they just weren't planning it. Maybe it was kind of like a skate thing where at the last minute sign on the paper so we can say at the EA show, you know, here's something. Cause I don't One know. Things that, that like about remakes and things like that. I was listening to, um, there's a great podcast called play, watch, listen. If you guys haven't listened to it, it's actually really, really good. Um, Mike Bithel, um, was on there a few weeks ago um, on one of the earlier episodes and he was talking, they were specifically talking about a mass effect reboot or a remake or thing. And he's a, he's a game uh, director, game developer. He's, he's in the business. He knows things. And he was basically saying um, with a company like EA, the, he, he was not expecting any sort of mass effect information or news any, anyway, because while it's gamers love it and it was successful, EA could better spend those development resources on new IPs that could be, giant kind of in the way that they really wanted uh what was bioware working on the one that didn't go anywhere um anthem, anthem thank you um th they would much rather throw that entire staff at another anthem or another attempt to make something like anthem was than to put them on a a project uh like remastering or remaking um mass effect now they could of course farm it out to a different studio right they could say let's hire a different studio to do it um, but even then, they're still paying for something that they could invest those resources elsewhere, elsewhere and potentially make more money. It's a gamble with them, and they have the money to be able to gamble. So it, mm -hmm. it's like Rockstar when you, you know, Rockstar, what do they make? Five million dollars a day on uh, on uh, a Grand Theft Auto online. Mm -hmm. That's why they're not making another Grand Theft Auto. Like, yeah, they could and it would sell well, or that's not why they're remastering. Like, why not remaster some of the earlier uh, Grand Theft Autos for a new audience? That's why they're not doing it because they make five million dollars a day on online. They don't need to. It just doesn't make financial sense to take resources away from something that makes so much money. And that's what I think EA is, is trying to do with some of these. Because um, there wasn't a ton of new franchises there, at least not ones directly from EA. They, they were there were some the independent smaller things, but nothing ma massively new. And you know that's just that's just how it is. But yeah, yeah, that's interesting because you would think a company like Bioware, a developer like Bioware, I mean, their past two attempts with with Anthem and with Andromeda have, have failed pretty hard. Mm -hmm. um, so you would think they wanted something easy to just get out the door. And, and sort of bump up the numbers again and, and, and let them, you know, invest this staff rather than trying a, a new IP or to redo Anthem or... Um, I think if yeah, they were it's, owned it's by a, a different 
publisher, then maybe yeah, that you're would probably be right. Yeah. You're, you're you're probably right. I mean, EA has some money to throw at this, so yeah, yeah. They have they have the rights to the NFL. They have the rights to FIFA. They have the rights to um, Star Wars. So they have a lot. You know, they have a lot of heavy hitters. So as much as you would love to, you know, see other people maybe try a certain game, they hold the rights to it. And uh, you know, I this is an original saying. I heard this today, and I can't remember exactly what show said it. Um, but even when they did something like Star Wars Battlefront 2 and they had all the microtransactions and people shit all over them for it, it still sold really well. Yeah. You know, they went back and they patched it. They didn't need to. It still sold really well because it was Star Wars. Um, I mean, I, I think they kind of dampened some of their sales too, having this leak come out um, late last week, I think it was, when the leak that, you know, Squadrons was dropping. Um, that I think that took some of their sales. I think that was kind of probably going to be their big announcement for today. And, you know, I'm sorry. Thanks to Xbox and PlayStation for their online stores accidentally leaking it. <laughs> but um, it's, I, I'll admit that looked interesting. It looked interesting. Not going to buy it day one, but I probably will play it this year. If, if you know, if it's a good Black Friday sale or something. Because um, I am interested in probably playing. I know I keep saying, like, I don't play too much money on, online games with friends, but maybe I do. I, I do have the online for PlayStation. I do have. Uh, Xbox Live, I would, I would. This sounds like a fun game to play online. If did they say how many it was? Was it eight on eight, four, five, four? five, 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 five. five. Yeah. I, I think an online dogfight game could be a lot of fun. It's um, it looked kind of a little complicated with the like, oh, you might have to put the back shields on and stuff like that. It's kind of a turn off for me a little bit. For yeah, the, that's like, the thing, right? Like it's it's all formational. They said you you play, but you have to like stay in line with your team, and it's like you imagine they, they have to like matchmake somehow because mm -hmm. you're going to get a couple noobs in there with a couple pros and you're just going to be everywhere. It's, it's never going to work. When you're doing a lot of it as a single player. So it's like yeah. you're, you're building up your character, I assume, as a single player. Um, then I guess by the time you get to a certain level and you're capable, then you get to the multiplayer arena. But who, what, yeah, that's can, a good you, point. can you spend more time in the single player than, and, and grind that way? I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, it's an interesting concept, though, although it seems like it's trying to ha get the best of both worlds. Like, it feels like there's a pretty staunch division between people who want single player experiences and people who like multiplayer. And there's bleed over, of course, but, you know, the Venn diagram, I think, is probably uh, not quite exactly overlap, right? It's probably, you know, a little bit different. And so are you really appeasing too many audiences if you're forcing them to do both a single player and a multiplayer campaign and it was a very brief mention so maybe the single player portion is very small and therefore it's more of a tutorial type thing i don't know but it seems like a weird thing just all in go all in or, or don't um but then again i'm not a star wars fan so i should probably shut up so <laughs> I, I just like the i think i like the idea more of like applying it but then again i'm coming off of someone who you know loved the rogue squadron games or my my basically it was just like B is to throw a bomb and then basically just hold down A and fly around basically that was it. This is when you look at this basically it's like oh you have to watch your radar. Oh put the front shields on. Oh put the back shields on. And I'm like that that part like I'm not thinking about and I imagine it's gonna come into effect a quick awfully quickly playing this game while I'm yeah. right or something like that you know. Give it three months and people are gonna be pros at this game and you're gonna jump in there and be like I think I know what I'm doing and then you're gonna see somebody do like a like a crazy skid in midair and turn a shield on, just destroy you instantly. And you're going to be like, well, I can't play this anymore. You know, yeah, everyone's going to be Luke Skywalker basically by the time you come walking in here. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Mm -hmm. That's, That's how it is with a lot of multiplayer. Porker. 
<laughs> um, I was kind of likening the multi uh, single player to like a Titanfall one, which I played a little bit of. It's kind of what it, what it would do is it drop you to a cutscene, and you see a little cutscene, and you get like a a log that you can read on while it loads, and then you jump into a match, and then it does it again, another cutscene, and then you jump into a match, basically like that. That's kind of how I'm picturing it. So mm-hmm. I don't know if I like that idea, but that's pretty much what the gist of it I got from that video presentation. Um, I think I'm going to play the game. I'll try it out, but like Ryan's saying, maybe get it like a budget deal a little down the line. You know, uh, that Rock Arena game, I, I get that free-to-play vibe from that one. I don't know. I, if that's I'm pretty, it, it looked free-to-play, and he did say, what was it, Blast Pass, which is Battle battle Pass, and that's like on, in every free-to-play game. So mm-hmm. when he said that, I pretty much thought, oh, that's free. I could try that out, see if it's any fun. You know, I had a good that that actually seemed kind of generic to the point where I forgot they even announced it. But when you say it, I'm like, eh, that might be fun. I'll try it. You know, because it kind of felt pretty generic, honestly. Um, it did. It felt like a, an Overwatch ripoff. Even like the, some of the characters, granted, not all of them had the same shapes. Like Overwatch, I think has a little bit more like I don't know. I don't want to say diversity for the characters, but like you got yeah. your, your chunky guy. You got this. This one basically is <laughs> like. Oh, he's the old guy, but he's not chunky. You know, it's, like, o- no, it's Overwatch with Fortnite character models. Yeah, more like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, you guys didn't hear the only rockets part. Okay, it's oh, only yeah. rockets. Yeah, but I they mean ride, that's an interesting concept, I guess, because every weapon would be like what, like a hit scan type of thing. But I saw a sniper rifle. That's not a rocket. Like it's a sniper rocket. rocket. It's sniper there. rocket. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let's put a okay. scope on it. They have they have rocket pistols. They have rocket grenades. A rocket sword. They have a rocket sword, so it's really just rockets and a rocket knife too. Just you know, for quick rocket I mean, that's that's the thing. I would download and try a couple matches, and then say, okay, that's good. I'll play a little bit more. Okay, I'll delete it. That's I'm not like super invested in that. I did um, some of the wording. I'm sorry to me cut you off, Josh, but it, like, he said like there'll be a brand new character right at launch, and I'm like, well, aren't, aren't all they the all? New? So you know, <laughs> just that. Um, the question, I mean, this is more a little bit of my new show. I was wondering if they had, you know, how Apex Legends, you had to, you can buy like the, I don't know what the money's called, but you can buy it to unlock characters. No, I wonder no. if you unlock the characters in PlayStation, if you jump over to your Xbox, oh, yeah. would your characters be unlocked there? That would be my question. Like, could you play, does that, does that have pro- cross progression, basically? That's what I'm asking. They didn't say that, so I doubt it. So it looks like it's like, you're locked into one ecosystem, which is kind of not completely all the way there because Call of Duty will let you take your character everywhere, and so does Fortnite and Rocket League and games now. So they're still not 100% there. They're just doing the crossplay part of that whole... Yeah, that's where a lot of developers get caught in interviews, I'm noticing, is that they're they're really toting this crossplay, but anytime an interviewer asks about cross-progression, they're like, no, 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 not yet. We're, we're getting there. It's in the plan, but we're yeah. not there yet, so I think they'll specifically call it out if a game does it. Yeah, because like Destiny is kind of doing it the other way around. They have cross progression right now. Like you can carry your characters wherever. You can't play with everybody yet, but whenever like this fall, they said they're working on it. So, but yeah, you can um, carry your character over, but you can't play. Yeah, I can't play PlayStation Four against Xbox. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I I was I'm I'm glad they're making the skate game. I think I mentioned this already, but. That was like the most underwhelming reveal, I think, of something that I should be really excited about. You know what I mean? I should be like jumping up and down right now, like, oh my god, there's a skate game. But it's like, oh yeah, we're starting it. Oh, there's a lot more to do. I'm like, okay, 
So this is like three years in the making, maybe two, three years until I see this game. So. And, and they were making that almost as a selling point. Eh? They were like, we heard you, and this is just the beginning. Okay. <laughs> like, can somebody just go into like photo Photoshop and just make like a fake skate logo, say temporary logo or something? Like, yeah, you can change that. You can change the logo next year. You know, yeah. like just, you know, like Metroid. Let's go to Metroid Prime Four. That reveal. They're gonna probably gonna do it. They can get to go to like, like what, like uh, one of those image sites and get a half pipe, buy a half pipe image, and then just make like a little like spaghetti logo say coming soon or something just that would have been more hype one from the first game and put a four after it you know that's yeah, i mean it would have been more hype than just saying oh yeah we're working on it i don't know whatever it was like one of the most dead reveals i've seen um and then i kind of expected something from need for speed because they um teased the music from uh need for speed underground on their twitter this morning mm-hmm. uh get low that old older rap song. I was like, oh, cool. Need for Speed Underground. Is it going to be an expansion pass for Need for, Need for Speed Heat? Is it going to be a new game? A remaster? No, nothing. Yeah, yeah they showcased the, the car models. models in just the for, actual. Well, that was, I'm sorry, I was thinking of what Burnout for Paradise. They re-releasing the PS3 game on the Switch. Yeah, but they already released that on net, on PlayStation 4 last year. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah. And they already we already knew that was coming to Switch. It's not like a new reveal. That was already a thing that we knew about. So yeah, I think we're all disappointed, huh? A little well, bit. I don't Under, know, I really think low expectations. So yeah, underwhelmed. Uh, that's probably yeah. the right word. But I did, I did think the EA originals. I'm gonna play all those. I think yeah. they, they all had really cool, artistic uh, vision and unique ideas. Um, I think Joseph Ferris's gamers are really cool. Uh, I love Brothers and A Way Out was really great too. So mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Likewise. <laughs> likewise. It sounds like the next one. It's interesting because uh, with Brothers, you know, it's sort of being a single-player co-op game in a weird way. And then with uh, with um, A Way Out, it was co-op, obviously, but but it felt controlled. Like, there wasn't a lot of, like, twitchy kind of behavior necessary. The fact that this one's a competitive or a co-op, like, platformer, that seems really interesting because you think of... Plat- like, I, I immediately think back to, like, the old uh, Contra days where if you like jumped up too fast on a vertical rolling stage you would kill the person below you yeah and i'm like i'm hoping those kinds of things are things that they could figure out you know like how do you make it so that you know two characters or or like even more modern games like the lego uh marvel games they they do the thing that like toe jam and earl did back in the sega system where like if you went too far apart from each other it would split but -hmm. even that's so jarring like it just it's jarring as hell so i'm hoping that they sort of directed the game in a way that you sort of stay confined and it's, and it's not, you know, artificial and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I have faith in the end Hazel Light, Hazel Light, so I'm sure it's going to be great, but yeah, that's my initial concern. It it looked like a 3d game, but a good example I was trying to think of like a game that would do something like that is that uh, unravel two where you had two Mm -hmm. players where you can like, you know, help you help each other out and swing and swing on each other and stuff. And that one was really successful because you had a limited distance that you could really get from each other anyway. And it being 2d also allowed you to control the pain a little bit. And then mm-hmm. in the objects that you had to get through, like none of the objects, even if you're playing single player, didn't allow you to really, if the camera zoomed out enough, you were still forced into a certain frame, even in single player. So it's like it controlled the sec two player experience. You could never get too far ahead of someone or too far behind someone because the puzzles just didn't allow you to do that. Yeah. So yeah, they did it really well. Isn't that EA as well? 
Yeah, that, no, that is the A game. Yeah, yeah I think that was like their first one of their first like big originals, right? Yeah, the uh, Unravel, Unravel was. Anyway. They had that that guy who was all nervous on stage with Yarny, all like yeah, yeah. cute. Like I wanted to pinch his cheeks. He was so yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I did. I did like the the EA originals. I, th- I think that's the highlight of the show. They could have just put that little section out as a trailer, and I would have been perfectly fine. Yeah, and then just put it like a. The Star Wars Squadron in a different video, and I would just—that's all they really needed to do. Honestly, they didn't need to make this package, but I know it gets everybody to look at it all at the same time, right? That's kind of the point of this. So, and to downvote it and complain about it at the same time too. Yeah, I mean, they used to lump themselves in with everybody, but then they felt like they needed to be a part of their own show. Which I, I don't know, as someone, I, I get it because you want to probably keep on get on all the hype, but they probably benefit more from being selling their rights to reveal their games probably on your PlayStation and your Xbox. No, who gets the rights to Madden? Who gets the rights to Star Wars? Who gets, you know, well, I mean like, uh, if Bethesda is a good example this year, they're like, we're not doing our own event and they show two games at the PlayStation event, right? Mm -hmm. They're probably going to show some on the Xbox event coming up too. I assume, you know, Wolfenstein or something, you know, keep that going. So, I mean, they could have done that. They could have just had Star Wars squadrons at, you know, uh, that third party thing that Microsoft did last what three weeks ago or whatever, and then they could have did the EA originals at a different thing, you know, and all the odds would have still been on it. I don't know, but it is what it is. Yeah. So should we uh, have we we put a bow on this? Are we done with EA? Should we go back to earlier in the week? Sure. So, rewind um, a little bit. Yeah, let's just rewind a little bit. Um, you know, there was a there's a few games announcements. Um, starting with was it on Saturday with the Gorilla? Just a few, like hundreds. Oh, yeah, sorry, <laughs> hours. There's, there's been so many that I still have yet to catch up with it uh, on all of them. Um, but you know, what, let's start with one game that was announced yesterday. That I actually I, I got kind of hyped for it, um, which actually was the new Pokemon Snap. Smile. Sorry, smile. Uh, no, Snap. Uh, uh, it's not being called Pokemon Snap Two. Which is a little disappointing, but you know what? I was, as a, you know, everyone knows me as a fan of the Nintendo sixty four. Mm-hmm. Um, that was that was kind of a. I I guess I'm a little bit more disappointed in the fact that uh, that this didn't come out on the Wii U because it felt like missed opportunity with the tablet. Regardless, um, I don't know this. I enjoy this one, so this got me. I wasn't expecting it. I should say that. It's, it seems like an easy grab, an easy probably Pokemon game. Is it coming out in the fall or holiday season? There's no release date. It just says under construction. Okay. Yeah. So I would imagine this would have been maybe one of the Pokemon games for the fall, but it was it was a nice little part of their Pokemon uh, live stream yesterday where they showed Pokemon Smile, which was a mobile brush-your-teeth game for kids, you know, to help you learn how to brush your teeth. But I don't know. It's such a relaxing game. That's what I loved about the first game. You don't have to worry about much, you know, stress. You just sit back. You throw stink balls at some Pokemon. You throw some apples at them. Try to get different pictures and you get points from that. I, I don't know if there's gonna be any printing features like it was for the uh, the original, but yeah, this 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 looks awesome. I, yeah. I I see that a lot though about the the Wii U, and I guess it would be good as a mechanic. But could, could you really like? Could you see yourself doing that? Like, really? Like, With the Switch tablet. That Yeah, like, it's, it's a great novelty. Like, <laughs> cool, but... Yes, I can, because I played uh, Star Fox Zero, and Nintendo forced it on me to actually 
do stuff. Yeah, like, where they force it on I can, you. I can see that. Would I want to? Maybe yeah. not. It just seems like a tractor as well, right? Captain yeah. Toad. Like I was, I, I did like that. Like Splatoon, where you can control like this. Like I, I, I turned oh, that off. I'm gonna be playing this game on the toilet or in bed. Like I'm not well, gonna be like walking around my room and oh shit, I missed that and spin around really quick. Like it's a great idea. It's a cool concept, but maybe if they had that well, as an just... option, like that, yeah. Yeah. Am I just dense, or could you still do that exact same thing with a switch? I mean, that still is a you could still do that, right? The switch yeah. understands gyroscopic movement. Yeah. That's it knows where point. your thing is. It can tell that you're looking up or down. That's I mean, why the pro controller is so expensive. Like it has yeah. all that stuff in there. Um, I did show this to Sierra. She's a huge Nintendo 64 person and a Pokemon person. She uh, was laying in bed. I woke her up because she had she had worked late the night before, and I woke her up and said, "Hey, you got to see this," and I played it. She jumped out of bed. She's like, oh, my God. She was super excited. So That's we're awesome. definitely going to be picked that up. So that was like one of those things like you can't read what this is. You got I got to press play for you and everything. I don't want you to know because she's been waiting. She's one of those people. I'd be like, OK, when's Pokemon Snap going to come out? So and she's a photographer, so she's pretty stoked about it. You know what it is probably too with it is is it's it's probably one of those games that Nintendo has in their back pocket at all times when they know we don't got anything for a while. And we know this will generate some hype. Keep this in your back pocket. You know, when you don't have to like, because Nintendo's always trying to be um, somewhat original with their games. And um, that's why you really hardly see any sequels from their, some of their big franchises. So maybe it's like when they know they want to get hype, they can always revisit Ocarina of Time. They can always re-release it or tie something into it or anything Mario 64 that will get hype. Um, I know I'm just quoting four games here, but Anything like classic, they know they can always t- uh, dip back into that well um, when when they're struggling with some ideas. And maybe that's what it is. It's an easy cash grab. It's going to sell like hotcakes, especially because it's Pokemon. Pokemon just kills it right now, especially on the Switch. Yeah, and you know they're going to do events and stuff. There's going to mm-hmm. be certain dates where Pokemon are going to be appearing in the different stages, and you'll have to keep going back to it. So, But this is Bandai. This isn't uh, Game Freak. This is a... Uh, really? I don't know who did the first Pokemon Snap. I can't remember, but yeah, this is all Bandai. Let's okay. do this one. They, they teamed up with them a few times now, right? Like Smash and then yeah. uh, oh, t- uh, Pokin, right? They did that too, probably. Okay, that's cool. Well, you know what, Dean? I trust you the most for watching all the games that was revealed this weekend. You did an amazing job creating mm-hmm. this list for us. I'm going to let you start off with what game stood out for you the most this weekend or what game, give me a, a, any game that you really caught your eye this weekend. Uh, yeah, I thought there was a couple good ones from Gorilla Collective. Uh, the first one was um, Gestalt, uh, Steven Cinder. I thought that was a really cool looking game. Um, it was uh, almost like a Mega Man Zero or or like a Symphony of the Night um, sort, of, sort of that style, but in a steampunk world. Um, had great music, uh, really cool um, visuals as well. Some cool boss fights. There was a, a quick screen that popped up in the in the trailer that showed uh, like stats and, and a journal and a codex and equipment. So there's a lot of like RPG elements. That just looks really cool. Yeah, uh, this this one actually did stand out to me. I, I do get the same exact vibes for the. Uh, at first, I was thinking Mega Man Zero, and then I started thinking more. Probably is closer to Symphony of the Night. Um, I, I prefer if it would be a little less Metroid-like because I think it'd just be really good if it was just a, uh, like a two D platformer. But 
Oh, I love the Metroidvania aspect to it. That, that's really cool. There's there's a couple parts you see that that's where I'm going to get the double jump. So, yeah. yeah I, I really like that. That's just me being more of a fan of the platformer, but whatever. Uh, no, this game did does look pretty damn good. Um, but yeah. was it only, I think, for Steam right now, I think? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's just for Steam. I don't think there's a date either. It's very beautiful, yeah, it's though. Yeah. The, the animations are solid, like the, the running hair and oh, they're 2020. So, uh, do you want me to talk about a couple more? Or? Yeah, give me a couple more. Uh, I'll see if I can find some trailers for them. Okay. Uh, you lined that one up perfectly, Dean. That's the first one I had lined up for. <laughs> there was another one, uh, Rookie. Uh, it's like a sort of a Scandinavian folklore type game that, that sort of marries itself with um, like a narrative adventure game. You play as a, a little girl named Tuve. And I really like the whole Scandinavian like fairy tale folklore, not so much like the Norse mythology, but uh, a lot of like the monsters and little creatures that live in the woods. Um, spent a lot of time in, in Iceland and you, you really get a sense of, you know, people believing that stuff. And uh, I don't know, I think there's a certain charm to it. The art style is great. The music's nice to listen to. So I think it looks pretty cool. Without sound, but yeah. The Sorry. sound is what uh, really makes it. Well, well, I can give you some sound. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I, I like these uh, these really indie style indie style games. So uh, that's July twenty twenty. I think it's just for PC though. Solves ancient puzzles to unlock paths so, deeper into the forest. Which one was on here, Dean? Was this on the first day or? This was, uh, yeah, this was like the fourth game they announced on the first day of the Gorilla Collective. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought it was pretty nice. Uh, another one, uh, Juggler's Tale. It's like a, that marionette one. Or like a, a puppety platformer style game. What really sold me was like the narrative. Um, I like that self-aware sort of narrative that not almost ridicules a player or like speaks to how they're playing the game um, and diving a little bit deeper into the, the development and the behind the scenes. Uh, they really put a lot of effort into sort of rhyming the narrative as you go, but making all these different branching paths of, of how it plays out. So, yeah, and you don't really see this mechanic a whole lot. I don't know. I, I think there was a, the puppeteer or, or a similar game. I never played it, but I think this is really only the second time we've seen this sort of marionette mechanic. Sorry, My head immediately went to um, how they're going to incorporate the reality of the strings into the reality they've created in the world. Because there's one scene in which uh, the character tries to go under something yeah, and can't caught. because the gets caught. And so knowing that that's a real thing, then it has to take place in a world where there is... I mean, it seems like a lot of the puzzles are going to be very much get over this thing. Because you couldn't, I would imagine, not detach the strings and then reattach them elsewhere. So there's going to be a lot of probably those types of, you know, uh, hurdling type of things, those kinds of things. And I'm hoping that doesn't get too boring, but it looks like the, just the visual style is something that would keep me engaged for a long time. Cause I'm with you. I love the indie look to uh, any sort of game that has just a unique indie kind of look and even better if it's a platformer, mm -hmm. um, I'm all over. So. Yeah, you're right though. It could be like a one trick pony if, you know, they keep using that same mechanic to stop you from going forward. Maybe the puppeteer actually comes down and crawls through tunnels with you so that you can get out of the other side. Yes. <laughs> cool. uh, what's another one? Uh, ROM, ROM Neurodiver. Uh, I'm playing ROM right now. That was part of the um, 
uh, what was it? Not a humble bundle. Uh, it was part of the itch.io uh, set of like 1700 games. It's like a, a cyberpunky, almost like snatcher point and click style. Um, but with like some, I don't know, some like uh, Phoenix Wright style mechanics to it as well. Pretty cool game. Uh, so this is a sequel to it. It has all the same characters uh, you play uh, with Tomcat and Jess and um, uh, who's the other one? I don't know. I don't remember. But yeah, playing through it now, uh, the first one anyway, uh, loving it a lot. So uh, the second one looks cool. And the last one was Dustborn. If you can find a trailer for Dustborn and just play that trailer. Yeah, no problem. Sorry, that, that last one was really hard for me to dig out a trailer for. I was trying to dig that one out, and there's so many from the other game that was... Yeah, yeah. So read-only memories, ROM, and then uh, Neurodiver is sort of the subtitle for that. Um, and that one's coming in 2021 as well for PC and consoles. And yeah, the last one was Dustborn. I just thought it was a really well-done trailer. It's like got a really cool like comic book aesthetic, some really cool music, and then you like battle with your words. Got it here. Oh, no. Of course, there's an ad. So <laughs> give me a second. Thank you. Sponsor. <laughs> yeah, now I remember this one. Yeah, yeah, this one is really cool. Oh, yeah, no, if, if there, if you can find the trailer for it, though. Just the initial, initial launch trailer. Yeah, this one was one I put on the list, and I was like, oh, Dean got it. <laughs> no, but I, I was really excited with look, looking at this one. It looks really cool. Yeah, it's um, Red Red Thread Games. It's like a, a developer out of Norway. Mm. Uh, this is the first one they showed at... Uh, I don't remember what show it was. The Future Game Show, maybe? I think so, yeah. That's what's listed on here, yeah. Yeah. So, is there audio? Or? Oh, I can, sorry. Yeah, that's what makes the trailer. I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, coming right up. There you go. What kind of game is this, Dean? So it's like you're like on a road trip. This is your your crew essentially, and you battle robots um, with words. And it's about like love and friendship and robots and stuff. <laughs> oh. Is it so? Is it a campaign or is it an online game? Do you know? I think it's a campaign. I think it's a single player. Okay. Okay, this is the one I was thinking of. Yeah. Was this your favorite one that stood out the most to you, would you say? I think it's the one that intrigued me the most. The other ones like Rocky and, and Gestalt and uh, Juggler's Tale and Rom, like I know what the gameplay is. I know exactly what it's going to be. Uh, Dustborn, it, it just intrigued me. It, it looked cool. It sounded cool. Cool. Mm -hmm. Josh, what games stood out to you the most here? Um, for the last few days here. I'm not sure the most, but I really like... I've been following this game for a while, actually. It's a skate story. Um, basically, you skate 
through the nine layers of the underworld. Um, and it looks like it's going to have some kind of ominous, like maybe not a super deep story or anything, but the look and the feel of the game is really cool. You kind of play like this uh, almost crystalline looking character. And uh, I just love the vibe of it. It looks really awesome. And it controls like skate. Um, use the right analog stick to uh, do ollies and flip tricks and stuff. Um, I just the other reason think, why skate, you know, had to drop all these skateboard games are coming out. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, look, I mean, it just has like a, a really cool feel. It looks like it's just. Um, I'm not really sure if it's gonna have a storyline, but just the idea of skating through nine layers of the underworld in this like really weird looking. The art style and the aesthetic is just what it really makes me happy with this game and it looks like it's all about doing lines through these worlds like you can do like different tricks and stuff who knows what's going to come up the the game like when it's finished and everything but i just every time i see some gameplay for this i'm like this just looks cool yeah, the controls look super technical yeah that's kind of how skate plays you use the right stick to pop the right the thing is they do have the shoulder buttons it's kind of an added thing where you can do you hold like L1 and R2, and you can do like different flip tricks and stuff. So it's a little more technical than skate, but uh, right. I, I think it's going to be a good time. I don't know if it's going to be a, a score-based game or anything, but the aesthetics and just the general music and everything makes me interested in trying it out. Yeah, does it play to the music, or does that have any effect on it? Or? I'm not really sure, honestly. <laughs> I just, it just it just catches my eye. every time I see some gameplay I'm like damn this just looks really cool. <laughs> it reminds me of a in looks anyway. It reminds me of a game called Bound. If anyone, anyone played that, it was actually a really cool. You played as a ballerina, and so you got to kind of move around, but it was very angular and sort of just really cool. I guess so. If you if you're itching for a game with this kind of look, definitely check out Bound, and it's it's a pretty short game too. There's no skateboards though, so I did buy that game. I never played that much of it, but yeah, I do see what you're saying with the similarities there. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, the next game I had on my list was West of Dead, which is a uh, the it's like a top-down action game. It has a really cool uh, black and white uh, art style with like sh- like splashes of color. Uh, he plays like a skull guy. I don't know the real storyline of it, but I know Ron Perlman's the main voice actor. That plays the, the protagonist in this, and um, I just think it's like a very stylish looking kind of uh, go through the area and shoot stuff. Uh, it's like style. we play like a like Ghost Rider, right? Ghost Rider, yeah, he's like yeah, flaming yeah. skull guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of comic booky looking. Um, Raw Fury, they make really cool games. Um, it just looks very fast paced. This game's coming out pretty soon too. I think maybe within the next month or so. So I mean. This has been talked about before, I think, in a different showcase, but I'm actually looking forward to checking it out. It's kind of like a twin stick style shooter. And uh, it kind of like has uh, some horror elements to it. This is awesome. This looks like McFarland stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, it looks um, like, a, like a twin stick, like Gungrave. Remember that terrible game that. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, but um, it's just cool to have a Hollywood A list actor, you know, voicing the character too, which is. Just kind of nice touch there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of excited to try this out when it comes out. Uh, I think like, I think it is soon. I do think it's either the end of this month or like the beginning of next month that's coming out. So, cool. Here, yeah. Um, the other one I had was No Straight Roads. 
this one's kind of a weird hybrid platforming story game with music elements to it, like rhythm-based boss fights and stuff. Um, has kind of a neon look to all the environments and the the characters and everything like that. Um, the way they had a developer talking over it and they were kind of describing like you have to figure out the different rhythm mechanics based on the boss battles and stuff. And uh, I'm a big fan of rhythm games and platforming games. So it's kind of like, and, and story-based games. So it's kind of like, you know, converging on things I really like. And um, I was a gameplay demo. I haven't seen this. That's cool. Um, but it, on here, it looks more a little more hack and slashy, but it definitely had some rhythm um, based mechanics in it where you have to hit on the time depending on and that can be frustrating in some games it depends on the on how they pull it off but um it definitely looks really cool cool yeah uh the other one i have more from an aesthetic just like really catches my eyes and has awesome music is this game called no place for bravery and if you could play the music with this when you show the trailer that'd be awesome but it's kind of like a, it's an action uh, action RPG hack, hack and slash style game, top down as well, with like incredible pixel art and really great music. And in just that, the look in the the music just made me want to play. Just how awesome it looks. But um, it looks like a pretty great game. On top of that, of course. I think the other one, the video is playing in the background. Great. <laughs> um, but um, I, I I couldn't glean too much from the trailer. I just uh, I just remember watching it. I was like, ah, oh, this looks amazing. Sorry, go back up here. It's the aesthetic that mostly got me on this one. Uh, maybe that's all I got from these trailers. Like, oh, they all look pretty. But that's all you can though. Like they're showing you a hundred games. Like you yeah, gotta yeah. go off looks as one of your primary reasons for for diving deeper. Yeah. Oh yeah. This looks so cool. Yeah, it looks I like hyperlight like drifter, especially that that shot right there, definitely. And it's kind of a. It does look like more of a. Uh, maybe I, I hate the word Soulsian, but more of a strategy action game where you're gonna have to dodge and parry and stuff. Um, but yeah. Oh yeah, this is like that, that dash across the pillars there, and like just everything about this looks like Hyperlight Drifter. You can Has totally a, tell they were inspired. <laughs> but this looks really fun. I I, I could see myself playing this, like especially if it came on Game Pass, something like that. I'd definitely try try it out. Was this a 2021 Switch and Steam? Yeah. Sweet. Um, and then the last one I had was Dreamscaper, which is a roguelike game where you visit your nightmares and they all look different in the, their unique worlds each time you spawn in and you fight bosses and try to get to the end to conquer your nightmares. That's pretty much the concept of the game. And um, roguelikes are hit and miss for me. I, I'll either love them or I don't. You kind of you it, once you play a couple of loops, you kind of know what the gameplay is. So if I don't like the gameplay, I'm probably not going to stick with it. But generally, it this this one looks really cool. It has a, a nightmarish vibe to it. I guess it is 3D. Um, like a I'm trying to remember, it's like a slashy hack slashy game. I'm very bad at describing stuff today. Um, <laughs> you probably have pills. Oh, I, I'm on antibiotics, but that's okay. I'm good. 
Uh, but it is a hack and slash style game, like I was saying, very badly. Um, but yeah, you kind of fight these crazy nightmare creatures, and then when you die, you wake up, and there's puzzles to solve. And um, it has a kind of mi minimal art style for like the character models and stuff. It's kind of flat shaded, but it has really nice lighting to kind of make up for that. Kind of have a, gives it a dreamy feel. But yeah, it's almost like that Ashen game. Yeah. Like without the faces pretty pretty similar to that style but that's coming out this summer too so see how that comes out that looks mm -hmm. cool caleb all right last and definitely least <laughs> um so i th there's a lot of cool stuff that popped out to me but i chose two games here um i had a third on there but i ended up taking it off uh so a quick shout out to skatebird i think it was called i have um, it up here so you know let's talk skatebird here because it's okay, why not why not yeah, um, i love skatebird <laughs> so skatebird. yeah it's not a new game i mean it's not a new release people people have known about it but it's it was just one more skating game in a sea of skating games that are coming out which just sort of solidify this whole skating resurgence and it's also a game that I think is going to act as a good. I've, I haven't played it at all, um, but I don't think it's it's on phones like right now, right, or something like that. Isn't um, it like available to play or something? Maybe not. Oh, there's like a demo that you can play on Steam. I think that's about that's it. what it is. Um, so I haven't played it, but just by the looks of it and everything, it looks like it's going to be just be a data point in my theory that every skating game is at least fun. Um, there's just something about a, a sort of constantly forward momentum but given freedom otherwise to go any direction you want it's just kind of fun um mm -hmm. it reminds me of a lot of like a marble madness or something you know like going way back like it just there's something fun about that forward momentum mechanic um and this this publisher um i wrote down their name what are they called um i can't remember the glass bottom games they they've they make a lot of like mobile looking games um and uh and so this one i mean it seems like it wait is that is that no i'm sorry um different different publisher sorry um glass bottom games uh what they say is they make uh, absurdly absurdly cozy games about animals doing people things which makes sense i think they only have two or three games out and this is one of them but um but yeah it, it looks kind of cool and so i'm excited for that reason do you think um, the birds all have like names like tony hawk or something like that <laughs> <They should. laughs> that would be awesome <laughs> um except for, yeah name name one more of those <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna have to start doing parodies then, basically. You know, like Billy, I don't know, Chicken or something. Rodney Moosen. No. Uh, <laughs> Bam Hard um, Blue Jay. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the other, uh, the other one I want to talk about again. Not even a new game, so uh, I don't know why I'm gonna bring it up. But this, or which one do you have? Do you have them queued up right now? I can choose. Oh, there you go. Whatever. Okay, Disco Elysium. So Disco Elysium by I think they're I I don't know if they're if the uh, developers called Zaum or Z A U M, and I don't think they've had really any other game. I think this is one of their first ones, but it made a huge splash when it came out um, on PC. Uh, won or was nominated for BAFTAs, won a Dice Award, won a Game Awards. Uh, the Game Awards is I think where I first kind of saw about or heard about it. But the reason I bring it up is because it reminded me once again that I really want to play this game, and I'm not a PC gamer. Like my computer just sucks really bad. Um, I really want to play this game, and there's rumors of it being ported over to um, other uh, to consoles, and I just have no idea how they're going to get it to work on consoles because it seems like it's there's a lot of decisions to be made at all different times, and it's going to be a lot of menu hopping probably, which can get really cumbersome on consoles. But mm -hmm. I heard so much great great uh, 
stuff about this. I, I, I've just, and everyone sings its praises as one of the best games ever, especially like if you like narrative type games. So it just reminded me that I'm super excited about it. I've also heard it's very funny and I have a thing for games that can be uniquely funny. Um, and so yeah. I'm excited about it for sure. I'm hoping it does come to consoles. Well, they, really- they figured out Baldur's Gate and uh, Planescape Tournament 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 torments the <laughs> games like that uh for a console too so it, it's yeah. doable with that isometric view and everything i'm, I'm sure hoping they, they do I'm, yeah. I'm hoping they do um so yeah the the last game that i had on here was a game called nuts and uh as most of these trailers did what would what initially struck me about this game was its color palette uh it just looked really cool and independent and neat um, it also looked like a walking simulator, and I'm a huge fan of those. Anytime you have, like you're seeing here, people doing passive things from a first-person perspective, that generally tells me it's got some walking simulator-type mechanics in it. Um, I don't think it's quite a walking simulator. I define walking simulator as as a game, like a narrative experience, but there's no lose-or-win condition. And I would imagine in this game, it seems like there may be some sort of drive toward a lose-or-win condition, so maybe it's it's not quite a walking simulator. But it just looks really, really cool. Uh, the colors are vibrant, possibly headache-inducingly so. Um, it's by a it's not by a single publisher or a single developer. It's by like a collective of people, um, and they've never made um, they've never made games on their own, uh, or they never they've made a bunch of games on their own, but they never collectively made a game. And they're being uh, in, it's in collaboration with a company called Noodle Cake, and that's the developer that I mentioned earlier that I was trying to allude to earlier that has like a lot of mobile type games. And so this seems like a bit of a departure for them, um, but it looks like, you know, in collaboration with could mean any anything. So um, I'm excited about it. I, I think it's going to be one of those games that a lot of people make fun of, um, but that's kind of my jam. So I'm all about it. It looked like it had a sense of humor to it mm-hmm. from the trailer, too, which is always fun. Yeah. I mean, in the title, nuts, like you can't have a title like that without people giggling. So it's got to be like something about that. I think as from my understanding is you kind of follow squirrels around and take pictures of them and then you learn slowly that the squirrels are actually up to way more than you give them credit for and it's sort of a whole squirrel conspiracy thing that you're uncovering which sounds just great. sounds kind of fun so yeah, yeah. that's cool. it for me alright well that's generally for the show we have scheduled here um, unless we want to mention anything we're forgetting before we reveal the next prime game which will be October's game for the next season do we have anything that we want to recap one more time or are we all just ready to cut it off? There's more to come this summer. There's more to come, and I do like the the one thing I want to say is I like these reveals. I like that they're giving all these people spotlights and stuff, but I feel like it all stacked up too much in one week where I just felt like the game started to blur together a lot. Um, but not saying that's a bad thing because I know that gets like, okay, here's a game from a studio of two people no one ever heard about. Here's the trailer for that game. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. But when there's 50 of those in a row, it's kind of mm-hmm. like, okay, there's like three card battlers. Which one was that one? You know what I mean? And it kind of gets maybe a little lost in the mix a little bit. Um, yeah, you're totally right. This has been like a seven-day sizzle reel. It's just like nonstop onslaught of game after game after game after game. And, and a lot of them look really cool. It's just... yeah. It's like, it's which like, one was that? And then when does it come out? And who made it? And yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, basically, I, I'm not complaining that they're doing it. I just feel like it was too much, too too fast. That's all it was, you know? Right on. I was pulling up the, uh, what next week uh, entails here. Um, Monday, there's a developer showcase for some, I guess, other indie independent games. But I think the big one is supposed to be next Tuesday. 
for the New Game Plus Expo, which has got some announcements and some updates from companies like Sega, Atlas, and more. There's a bigger list. Was Square on that list, Josh? I, I can't remember exactly. Uh, Square, Sega. Uh, no, it's, no it's, uh, I'd have to pull it up. I know Sega's on there. Mm-hmm. Um, I can look it up real quick. Sure. Let me mute it. So I... That's no problem. Because uh, I'm sorry, I was just going by Jeff Keeley's list here. Um, yeah, like, uh, I guess pending that show, uh, that day, I guess pending s- schedule, I know we all have our general lives here, so I, I can't guarantee there will be a show after that, but maybe we'll do something a day after recapping, especially if there's some big announcements, because um, there's more to be revealed this year. Maybe we'll lump it, because there's some other stuff coming through. Josh, do you have anything for me? Uh, yeah, if you want to, um, here. Send me the link here, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, There's also another Pokemon reveal next week as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, they, they said it sort of at the tail end of the latest Pokemon. I threw it in the private chat and just the webpage for it. It shows all the devs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the the dev, the dev developer showcase is kind of Jeff Keighley's thing. So I don't know what he's going to have there That on the 22nd. So it could be anything because he did Tony Hawk already. And he's like, here's Fortnite and here's the Unreal Engine 4. So this will be like the fourth time he does something that's he put together. So on, t- is that Tuesday? The 22nd? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, Monday. Next Monday. Is it in the afternoon? Is, is there a time on that one? When they um, summer. Is, that's why I muted it. My keyboard's a lot. No, my keyboard's like. <laughs> um, so it's 8 a.m. Pacific time? Did I say that correctly? For that one? Uh, yeah. Is it an all-day thing? I don't know. What what day is that? The 23rd? That's a Tuesday, right? Yeah. I, I, won't, be, I won't be able to watch that live. But. 9 a.m. Pacific time to 4 p.m. Pacific time. So there won't be a live watch along for that one. I'm sorry, Pilks. Uh, On, uh, June 22nd, that's Monday. There is something at, that is a developer showcase, which is Day of the Devs plus the Game Awards curated by. So the Game Awards is Jeff Keighley. So I'm sure that's another little indie thing. Sure. There might be some cool stuff there. 10 a.m. Uh, Central Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on Monday. So we'll we'll see. We'll I guess we'll see what's revealed. And uh, I know because there's so much more coming up right here. And we we don't have. Uh, I know we we only have so much advanced. We we just know there's supposed to be more coming um, with some of the bigger shows. So. Who knows? Maybe this gets lumped in to something else. We'll see. We'll see how it pans out when we see next Tuesday. Uh, yeah. But I still think this was a. I mean, it's a f- always fun talking to you guys. Um, I'm gonna announce the game right now. Actually, you know what? I should pull up. Uh, uh, whatever. I don't have any thumbnails created for this. I'll just, <laughs> I'll just say it. Um, so last time we revealed the first game for the next season, September's game is gonna be a PlayStation Four game. It was. It's gonna be God of War the PlayStation 4. That's the first game starting off the next season of Cartridge Club. Um, and, uh, you know, there's another big PlayStation game coming out. You know, I normally probably would have a midnight release t- tonight, but, you know, sorry, COVID. Uh, tomorrow they have Last of Us so uh, 2, which I'll be picking up tomorrow. Me but too. we're going to stick with PlayStation one more time for August, or for August, for October, but we're playing a PlayStation One game, and you know, since we, since I am one of the people who took over, I like to keep the theme of having a spooky game. Um, 
and we will be playing Parasite E for the PlayStation yes. 1 for October. So that, so far we have two reveals, God of War and Parasite Eve. So uh, keep in mind, you know, we will be revealing more as we keep doing these shows throughout the summer. Um, we have more coming for the Cartridge Club, and I hope you guys like the picks for mm -hmm. choosing the season. Uh, but with that being said, I'm going to wrap up the show. And you know what? Dean, why don't you start us off? Where can we find you on the internet? Um, I'm on Twitter. Sorry, I'm still getting over Parasite Eve. That's, sure. that's fantastic. Uh, yourself. Sorry. Yeah, uh, at uh, round underscore two underscore gaming, uh, also in the Cartridge Club Discord, and just generally around everything Cartridge Club. Caleb, where can we find you? Uh, I am most active on Twitter and YouTube. Uh, Caleb J. Ross is my handle pretty much everywhere. All one word, lowercase j. Um, also in the discords as well. Frantic. Fellow Playboy. Playboy. Uh, one half of the Playboy, we do the Hangouts every month. I'm not sure how that's going to work this month. We haven't really talked about that, have we? <laughs> we have all this we'll, other stuff we'll, going on. We'll work it in. This, we'll work it in uh, on a Thursday. We'll work it on on a Thursday. So, so okay. Been enjoying doing that. That's fun. And then I do, well, I have a Twitter at Frank Society where I talk about video games and uh, getting my teeth pulled and getting hit by a car and all this, all this stuff like that. And um, I have, uh, well, what's the word? Podcast. I can think of the word podcast. Uh, it's called Frantic Thoughts where I talk about random stuff. And I really enjoy doing that. And I'm part of the Quick Save Club, which is a PC focused game of the month show. That's part of the Cartridge Club feed. Which did a PC gamer coverage uh, yesterday, right? Yes, we did. And the YouTube video is up on the YouTube channel, and the audio should be available within the next day or two over there for that. So, yeah. As for myself, you can find me on Twitter, and it's Instagram at the same handle. It's Rocket Sauce. Um, co-host of CC Prime, as we just established one of the next reveals, and also co-host with Josh uh, and FitNet in the... Uh, on CC Hangouts that we've revived here. So, with that being said, uh, I'm about to kill the spear here and kill the show. Cheers, everyone. Peace. Bye. Bye.